Welcome to the first episode of Prague Will Find A Way. It's a Progcast. It's going to be a videocast and a podcast. I'm Jonathan Block. I'm Jay Valade. And we're going to talk about most things Prague. Everything won't be Prague, but it'll be as Prague as we want to make it, right? Yeah, it won't be every Prague. Every Prague band <laughs> ever, but we'll we'll try to hit everything. So first thing that we want to talk about is there's been a number of new announcements for releases. Uh, the Yes album. The Yes album, Henry Potts, uh, Where Are They Now, noted that the Yes album is going to come out as a four CD, one LP, one Blu-ray box set i mean it's like every format in a box yes every format in a box which is cool but not a lot of new stuff on there also as... like when did that come? was that 70 was that 70 or 71 71 okay so but early 71 because fragile came out in 71 as well I fragile think. came out at the end of 71 okay right? so 71 so it's not really an anniversary no <laughs> it's... I, it's like they're finally getting themselves <laughs> together to do this well, if they if they oh, ca they well, catch up, but it also could be because they sold all their catalog. Oh, did yes sell the catalog? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that wasn't announced. Yes, it was. Really? Yeah. yeah yes, it was. <laughs> Indeed. How much did they get? Do you know? They did not disclose that. Man, that's got to be a bear. Like, how do you figure out who gets what? You know? I, have, I have no idea. When it's like four people and like always the same members, it's easy. But, you know, with, like, yes, how much one... is Bill Bruford getting? I mean, he's got credits, right? He's yeah, got they've got to do credits. it by album or Yeah, something. they probably do it by album. Because I think they got from the, the first album through Big Generator or something okay. like that. Oh, wow. No they, talk? I don't... I don't really know the ins and outs of it, but I think it was primarily the main sequence. All right. And that's coming out, when's that coming out? November? This Yes album box set is supposed to be November based on the... All November right. Set. Well, you know, in a future episode when we actually have pictures and we know what this thing is going to yeah, look like. Yeah, because there's we'll... nothing except yeah. I have, I've only seen it on the, the Where Are They Now website, and then there was discussion right. based on that. And then another new uh, release that was announced is King Crimson's Lark's Tongues and Aspect. This is actually a 50th anniversary, so they're doing it. Uh, Steve Wilson is remixing it for the third or fourth time. It's going to be a Dolby Atmos mix, a surround mix, the whole nine yards. I find what's interesting about this is they're not. I think they're not going to do these huge box sets anymore. It's two DB, two CDs, and two Blu-rays, and they're just shoving all this stuff on the Blu-rays that they would have put on multiple. Got it. Multiple CD. Now, to be fair, they don't have any live stuff on it, and so it's just the sessions and. But Crimson has already done the. Yeah, they're like set, a, well, right? yeah, they did. So... 30th anniversary, 40th anniversary, right. 50th anniversary. These I kind of understand because they have to, like every band, this is why it's interesting, Yes isn't doing this yet. Like every band, to keep copyright protection beyond 50 years, you have to put stuff out there, which is why Crimson's been putting out like the sessions for all the early albums, and this set will be a lot of the different sessions God. too. And a lot of bands have done that, you know, but a lot haven't either. Right. Um, well, I think this Yes one will be their first, like, box set for a particular album. Right. The Steve Wilson remixes that had a ton of stuff on each one uh, were great, but they were still just the cardboard, you know. The, right, yeah. The, it's the just mini the, replicas. Right. With, to, with will things. people buy two CDs? Yes, they will. They'll buy a lot more. But I found those were, like, the best bang for your buck. I exactly. mean, when he did the XTC ones, the XTC ones have 
a million things yeah. on them. Yeah. So also, uh, John Anderson and Roy Stolt have a, their only album, Convention of Knowledge. It got re-released recently. I just got this on Friday. Um, Before the release date? I don't... I, allegedly, because I, <laughs> it came in the mail, and I'm like, I didn't think this was coming out for a couple weeks, <laughs> but here it is. Did they send me the wrong one? Huh. But no, it's... Um, I never have seen this. Yeah, it's beautiful... Is that John? Record. That's John oh, when yeah, he was five year years old. So it, five it, year old John. If it came, <laughs> it came out. It's orange vinyl. Oh, got to show that. You know. And, oh wow! Look at that. Which is cool. Uh, the but they remixed it. Huge run out group. Well, that's because the oh, last side oh, only is like okay. thirteen minutes long. Yeah. So okay. Um, but they remixed it and i've listened to the first two sides and you could tell the difference particularly on the first side because it's an extra 2 minutes longer and if you like this album i think you'll still like it but it does have some different moments okay. which is good right. i didn't really get into it yet but it's it's interesting in that it comes with the the lyric sheet is more of a uh, a booklet okay versus the original album which was and when did the original come out? 2016. Wow. I, it seems like it was yesterday. Right? Yesterday's. So the original, oh, wow, same yeah. same thing, but same the, the only thing that changed on the back was the, the dates on the bottom and the, the length of the songs. But it came... Oh, kind of old-fashioned. The old-fashioned, yeah. regular, the sleeve for the record was the the lyric sheets so what they've done is they've just changed that around but this was regular black vinyl so that cool. originally came out and you got a cd with it so oh, okay that's why i i got the vinyl back then because nice. i didn't have a record player <laughs> happening but now i do all right i like the orange that's very cool right all right i think that's that's kind of the news we want to share Want to move on? Um, Jay attended Marillion Weekend recently. Was it, I did. When, was it June or July? It was uh, actually May. It was my first uh, Marillion Weekend. Uh, my wife and I have liked Marillion for a long time, and they've been doing these weekends, and the North America one has always been in Canada. And so we were just sitting around. I said, up, oh, Merlin weekend again. And she said, let's just go this time. So I, we went up and our kids came. They did not attend did you the drive? concerts. We drove up. Okay. How long does it take? We are in the from... Northeast and yep. we uh, took like four and a half hours. Is this Montreal? Yeah. Oh, okay. Makes but then the way back. I, makes it, you wonder why I never went before, right? Right? <laughs> it's so easy. And it's like going to Europe from, <laughs> from Connecticut. Yeah. Um, but it was great. We got an Airbnb. We checked in. It's three nights of concerts, and each night different set. And it's, did it's you go pretty. To all, you went to all. We went to all three. Night? So the first night was uh, they took they did some stuff from Fear, they did uh, some stuff from uh, Seasons End, which they just re-released as Big their box. their box set. That it was the final one of the EMI years. Are um, they going to? Go I don't know. Everybody online is like, so are you going to do, do that? It, was it there? Did they put out the stuff or is it on I think it's of a, labels? I think it's EMI because that's the last oh, EMI. Okay. So All I right. think if they do the future ones, they'll have to deal with each Whoever. label that right. put those out. Okay. Um, but they did some fun stuff uh, from, uh, from Seasons End and then they did some stuff from Holidays in Eden. 
they played warm with circles and that time of the night and then they they did some more from from uh is, is the venue the same for all three the venues? venue is the same what, it's what at the olympia it? and okay. it's a, it's a theater there were i think there were seats up in the balcony but the the floor, floor. was this stepped floor. okay so it was kind of cool so we found our spot we stayed there and we watched and it was great all right um not overwhelmed with like a ton of people and squished in so i'm not sure haven't been to the ones before so no, i don't know okay. uh if they just limit the amount of people or whether this was less All right. uh, well attended as the past got it second night was the new album uh an hour before it's dark with about five extra and you've got that the right end. there yes i have the, this was the, the super deluxe the super deluxe that you pre know, my name's in here because yeah, you, you do the pre-order and yeah. you give them the money and they signed uh and they sign it yeah. and it was very cool and then the third night was a bit of a night of rarities which was an interesting thing because a lot of songs i had never heard them do before but because it was my first uh weekend big weekend yeah. thing i was kind of a little let down in in that i was expecting more okay so it was more mellower it was mellower and um deep deep cuts okay which, uh i knew the songs but my wife who went with me was kind of like do i know this one i don't think i know this one Be so tried. yeah Be, well sort of not uh, even not no so they did some stuff from brave which was great they opened okay. the set with some brave stuff and then they did um born to run which uh, i don't remember the name of the album which album that was it was either on dot com or um, radiation radiation i think it was radiation. yeah i, I think like, it was I radiation really, i actually which like, is which is a great yeah, song i actually like that what there's there's like those three or four albums that were kind of that, like, in the middle yeah in the zone. middle there with uh, dot com the one that's kind of bluish on the cover is that radiation or is that radiation is the one with the person on the beach with the oh, face right. yeah yeah um, i like those albums yeah so do i yeah i think they're very yeah good. afraid There's, of sunlight is that one of those no that's the or that's the last of the emi, EMI. Oh, did they was that a box already yeah oh okay all right um and then they did white paper which is a good song but not my favorite but i had that that, that? that was on um that was on fear okay all right fruit of the wild rose which is another deep cut uh, older than me, which is the really mellow. Uh, Afraid of sunrise, they did, okay. which, which was great. And then um, Map of the World, which is a fun song, yeah. which is an upbeat song. But they did Pour My Love and A Voice from the Past. After that, which were kind of on the low, low down side as well. So somewhere else, that's another album, right? Yes, yes, I like that album too. So and they oh, did somewhere else okay, from boom. somewhere else. There you go. Um, All right. Then a few words from for the for the dead, which which is a great song, and they ended with Garden Party. There was just like a little middle in there that I, I just wanted some more energy. And are all the shows at night? They're all at night, and, and they're all at the Olympia, same okay. time, whatever. But it, is there any other part of the weekend, or that it's just the shows? In the for the Montreal version it's just the show okay they don't have the fans get together and do all this stuff we had our, our kids with us right. uh, who are older kids but um so we did other stuff okay during that. Got but it. we did run into them in the streets and oh. so it was kind of fun okay. we ran into uh 
to Pete and Mark as they were outside their hotel. We were not stalking. We just happened to walk by after lunch. Well, if they, they shouldn't be out <laughs> public if they don't want people to say hi. Plus, it's a Marillion weekend. Come on. <laughs> Uh, do they have merchandise? Or they had merch. There? I got my shirt there. Oh, yeah, they had it. a ton of different shirts. They what had, do you got over there? And, uh, you know, my got the last pack of playing cards. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Marillion playing cards. Nice. Marillion playing cards. Um, <laughs> I got, uh, yeah, the turntable cover, the, you know, uh, the, what is uh, the, the, the platter mat. The mat, yeah. The mat, yeah. So I know it's so funny. We're all I got one of we we grew up with albums, but you forget all these things. <laughs> well, I never changed it and got a custom one oh, you never, before. Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> I just took what came with the turntable. Yeah, I couldn't really afford so, a lot yeah. back then. I don't think bands were really making customized customized. Bands. But it was cool because it's it's the symbol of the record. Wow, and, oh, cool. You know, you put it on there and you put your Anderson Stolt uh, orange clear, clear orange, and you can see right through. <laughs> So you're going to go again? Uh, we would definitely go again. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun. Um, three days is a lot for the um, casual fan. <laughs> uh, Do you have to, like, you you have to buy tickets for the whole you thing? You buy tickets for the whole thing. Okay. You get a wristband. And then, right. You know. But it's, I mean, it's really meant for big enthusiasts. People of that course, really yes. want, yeah. Yeah. Which is why... As I said, the rarities <laughs> night is fantastic. Yeah. You've gone a number of years and you're like, finally, they're playing stuff we right. haven't heard before. But we hadn't seen them in a long time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll wait for the next one and uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get the recap on that. So the other thing we want to talk about um, is uh, I'm sure a lot of you are aware of this. If you haven't read it yourself, uh, there's... <laughs> Believe it or not, somebody wrote somebody wanted to write a book about a Yes album, and they picked Tormato, which, uh, in some perverse way, that I would Tormato is my second favorite Yes album, close to the Edge being the first one. But I love Tormato, maybe because well, I was going to say because that was the first Yes album I got, but I that would have been going for the one I I remember when going for the one came out. But there's something about Tormato I don't know. I mean, other than Circus of Heaven. Um, which was the single? I mean, I don't. No, do you, do you, don't kill the whale was the single. Oh, okay, you're right. Yeah, I take it back. I take it back. But after they got through "Don't Kill the Whale," which was like two or three weeks when it was released, they played "Circus of Heaven" on the radio. On the radio, oh. and it was like that's not the way to get people into yes. But personally, so I'm just finished this riff, and then I want to hear about the book. But the introduction. I mean, the first two songs is is in my mind is as good as anything Yes ever did. Yeah, I love that album. That was my first Yes yeah. album. But as an intro, it was fantastic because I was, you know, I was in high school and listening to whatever was on the radio at the time. And Yes has some challenging songs. If you yeah. started with, you know, Tales from Topographic Oceans, but I started with Tromato, and so there were these little short bits and pieces and i was like okay i can deal with this i mean even arriving ufo i think is good i mean yeah i could have had a different title and they play that live i think too not as much as everything else but right. circus of heaven they yeah. played all the time there's something about that album because to me it's like it's the sound it like just sounds so much like yes you have that chris squire that yeah. harmonized bass sound and then i think the bass it's a is really fantastic. It's, oh yeah he really went to town on that and there's this really distinctive drum sound on that yeah. that album too i just think 
you know, I people really like to slag it, and they lo- lo- they lump it in with Love Beach, which I think is not I think really that's fair. Not fair. That's not, not fair, fair by guess. any any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but um, it's it's it, I I was always disappointed that that album came out. I'm not going to say critics liked it. I don't really remember, but I, I it's remember. Here. Okay, we'll get to that then. But then they just kind of dropped off. Do they talk about that in there too? So they talk yeah, about that. They talk what, about what the, they, What's this book? It's do? an interesting book because um, I enjoyed reading it, but I was hoping it was going to give a little more insight to the band's view of Tormato, and unfortunately, it doesn't. It's okay. a lot about the recording of it. There's some cool pictures in here. It's a lot about the instruments. Yeah. Oh. Not being someone yeah. who plays anything, you would appreciate yeah, it more because yeah, totally they're agree. into every little bit about the. Well, you know, you got to get the... 150 or 200 pages on Tormato. Right, but it, it could, the technical oh, okay. instruments oh, wow. and the whole they go through all the videos yeah. and and there's some cool pictures in there. And they they ask the questions that everyone is asking. It's like, where are the master tapes? Can they re- oh. remix it? And it, you know, it, they're it's the no answer. It doesn't. An, the book does not answer that. It question. doesn't. But everybody, every, everyone has a different opinion about things and about the 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 mixing of the album and the EQs and the Dolby or not Dolby and all the stuff that is beyond my uh, my realm. But uh, then it goes into every okay. Every, yeah, it looked like every, backstage every, every type of of the Japanese release that they the did, and then okay. reviews of each release. So it's really in depth on that part, but the the as I said, my only disappointment was the lack of uh, band member participation okay. and and kind of talking about how they recorded or, or or what their thoughts were as they were putting it together relative to what was going on at, at the, the time. time. Right, that's because seventy nine, right? Seventy eight, seventy eight. So there was a lot of stuff in music going on, particularly in England, that was anti. Yes anti what yes was doing but you know circus of heaven would probably be the most <laughs> unpunk song you could come up with yeah uh it definitely was still they did the right thing yeah you know which i i well even really over like. here i mean talking heads were big you know the, yeah the, but the, at the time over here these bands in 78 everybody looks back punk 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 yeah these bands were still doing Mega business. Well, they were still playing big places. Yeah, I mean, the garden, mean yeah, 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 exactly, the garden, exactly. Know? There was still there was still was, an audience. There yeah, was still an absolutely. audience. Absolutely. What disappoints me the most, and and I relate this to what you were talking about in the beginning with the Yes album, is that you've got people putting out box sets now. They're doing surround. They're doing Atmos. So is Yes going to go through everything with just these deluxe boxes? Then they're going to have to go back through. This is an album I would love to hear in surround sound, only because. I always remember this one contemporary review at the time when the album came out, and it was like probably in here. It probably, is, <laughs> but it was like they came away with like tired, like exhausted from the album because it just seemed like There's Steve Howe so and Rick Wakeman were just trying to one up themselves. And I think it works for a lot of the songs, but to hear some of that stuff in Surround would be very cool. In retrospect, there's a lot of talk about the instruments in here. And I do, when I listen to Tormato, although I love it for, because it was my first Yes album, there are some sounds that come, that are a little wonky. Yeah, me. and I, and, you know, I mean, obviously it was the tail end, and then they came back with Drama, which uh, we, we actually yeah. have an A-track of sitting 
here. That's right. And where they kind of went back to the traditional. Because um, Chris Squire's bass, he was this harmonizer to the whole thing. That's how you get that weird sound. Love it. I love the sound. It kind of gets a little weird sometimes in the, with the frequencies of other instruments. But So I understand why they talk about that a lot. So would you? Re- I guess the key is, would you recommend the book? You have to love Yes. Okay. You have to because, I mean, Do they... Do you have to like Tormato, though? Oh, I think it's an interesting... Okay. Uh, because, like I said, that's not what they talk about. I mean, there are right. reviews of the song. Is there and... any quotes from the band members or about uh, anything? <laughs> well, I, Oliver Wakeman does the uh, the foreword. Okay. But um, outside of that... Not anyone nothing, who's in the band at the time. Nothing. Yeah, they talk to all the techs. And okay. They, they go to all these people and they find whoever they right. can find. But yeah. there's not a ton of, like, talking to John Rick Anderson. Wakeman or John Anderson, Steve Howe. Rick might be in here because of the instrument stuff yes okay. but um the birotron yeah yes <laughs> which if it, the birotron yes tron it was the next generation of the mellotron different company but it used like and he had fingers. invested in it he and there's did. a whole story yeah of that in yeah it. so there there's lots of cool stuff in here but yeah. i was just like oh i want to know the the guts of right. how, what were they how thinking they were, about yeah, or how they, they they're yeah. like the song what's behind the songwriting which is know? fair though yeah well I guess, but I did like it. And and at the end of the day, like how many how many books about Tormod are going to be one, <laughs> and true. you have it, so that's that's great. All right, that seems like a good place to end for this episode. We're we're in this for the long haul. Hopefully, our plan is to do a episode every uh, couple of weeks. So if there's anything, uh, any comments, please leave them. Let us know if there's any topics you want us to talk about. We've got a whole bunch of stuff uh, we'll talk about in the future, and we're going to get more into it because. Our taste, it's like a Venn diagram. Our tastes overlap in some stuff, but like most fans, there's things I like, there's things you like, and uh, it'll be interesting. And we'll do some versus things too. Yes. You know, like uh, stuff that he likes, stuff that, that, that I'm like, yeah, eh. or, or vice versa. And stuff that I love. Right. He's like, yeah. you can have that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, Tales. Did it really need to be two albums? I don't know. So we'll 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 get into that. But we appreciate everybody watching. Uh, yep. Again, leave us some comments, anything you want to hear. And uh, we'll see you for episode two. Yeah. Prague will find a way. If you want it to. <laughs>